Welcome to the Drinks with Friends podcast, where every week we bring you stories, experiences, and interesting facts on all things the spirits industry has to offer. So buckle up as we bring you spirits infused with a twist of comedy that leads you to a cocktail called Adventure. It's drink o'clock. Let's do this. Hey guys, this is Samantha, and we are back with Drinks with Friends. What's up, Kate? Hey, girlfriend. How are you I'm today? Great. How are you? Yeah, are you? I am. Yeah, you're smiling. You must be drinking something pretty nice right now. Well, I I, I stepped over to my bottom shelf section because I have a whole section of bottom shelfers on my bar, and um, this very old Barton has not been picked up very often. And uh, that's what I'm drinking right now. That's not Some, what you said so before we started. Love. You said that was Pappy 23 you were drinking. I mean, it's Pappy 23. <laughs> Don't look at this bottle. <laughs> Uh-oh, guys. If you, do you guys hear a male voice on here? We actually have a guest on the show. Um, so this is Kate and I. We have an everyday sipper um, of coffee. So we have Matt here with Monkey Cult Coffee. Thank, What's up, buddy? Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Kate. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Yeah, and he's also a bourbon drinker, so he's extra cool. So he, coffee, bourbon, he lives in Florida. He's got quite a collection. So. Before we jumped on, uh, he was showing us, he's got this is a serious collection. This man has bourbon. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, some cool smoke wagons, a couple of uh, B-Tacs. But something cool that everybody doesn't know yet is that me and Samantha were born at the same hospital on the exact same <laughs> yeah. day. Said, I'm not the same day. I'm not that old. Jesus Christ. None taken. No. No, but both Matt and I, we're pretty cool. We're both from Norwalk, Connecticut. And so we both lived in Gainesville. Connecticut peeps out there. Yeah. And yes, we lived in Gainesville. So a little bit about Matt. He was a, a district manager or a restaurateur of a, a nice chain. I'm going to call you a restaurateur of Casbors, which is a sports girl. I used to go all the time, so I'm sure you've seen me. Until before. we upset her. I know who I was. I her party. This is true. I think I was a rowdy <laughs> drunkard. <laughs> it's okay. I got mad, but I still went back. So, but anywho, coffee. You have you have coffee. I do. Look at this. We coffee. We guys. released a bourbon chocolate chip coffee on Christmas of this past mm-hmm. year, and we're now in okay. fourteen stores. We've shipped to all fifty states. Um, so we're we're growing quickly. We have a toasted coconut rum coffee coming out soon. Um, we're a specialty grade, like artisanal coffee. So we only use beans that grade in the eighties. Um, and every time somebody buys a bag, we make a donation to the national pediatric cancer foundation. That's fantastic. Yes. That is awesome. That is awesome. That's the reason we started. It makes me happy. I'll be honest. I don't know how much I got into any of that with you. I don't know if this is too heavy for this early in the podcast, but Go right ahead. no, just br- bring it now. Bring it now. So about three and a half years ago, I lost my fiance to cancer in 17 mm-hmm. days. And, uh, I spent the first two years just drinking heavily and really not, uh, doing anything to honor her memory. Um, a good friend of mine, he lost his, um, wife about two years before, and that was my fiance's best friend. Well, we put together a golf tournament for her. So now like every year we can remember her and celebrate her, but I did nothing for Robin. 
And um, so about two years ago, to get even heavier, I met my 24-year-old daughter for the first time. She was 22 then. And um, who is now like, we're besties now. Like we talk every day. We're great. Um, yeah, I can see the look on your face. You've got a lot of questions, I- Sam. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're just you're, you're dropping bombs on me right I, now. I'm like, I'm a little sad, but I'm excited and happy. There's a reunion. I said, you have a daughter. There's twists and turns in this. There's all kinds of amazing. Uh, so uh, when I met her, I kind of felt like maybe I should do something at that point for Robin. So I stopped drinking in the morning and started uh, using my clout in the bourbon community to grassroots this bourbon chocolate chip coffee, which it really, I mean, you know how the bourbon community is. It's great. It gets behind you. Um, so we launched this bourbon chocolate chip coffee. It was supposed to be in August and I was using a roastery in Seattle. And the day we signed the contract, they backed out on me. They said, we can't honor the contract. Um, so I, I moved my roastery operations over to the East coast. We roast in Orlando now. And, uh, we launched on Christmas. We sold out of our first batch of 1400 pounds in the first four days. Wow. Yeah. So it's now that's only, that was only online, right? No, it's, that was actually, so, um, some of the big stores around here that are influential in in the bourbon industry kind of, uh, picked us up, uh, whiskey Willie's over on Hillsborough Avenue here Mm -hmm. and Wally, who's a great guy. And he knew my fiance really well. He was the first person to say, whatever you're into, I want to be a piece of it. He goes, I want to help. So, um, and then when he got it, I just started getting calls from other places. Marsha at Mm -hmm. first Avenue liquors, the bourbon queen, Marsha Wells has been awesome to me. Bobby at Kenny's and Brandon and a bunch of other places. And I hope I'm leave anybody out um so now we're in 14 places and uh yeah it's going well that's awesome i love that you yeah, that, that turn 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 that all around into something um not just obviously a passion but then giving back um to the cancer community yeah so we i talked to 30 to 35 different cancer foundations. And I thought for a minute, maybe I should start my own cancer foundation Mm. in Robin's name. And there's a picture Mm. of her on the website. Um, But I saw that it's, it's tough to do. And this is very time consuming. So I didn't. So I wanted to find a foundation that I felt good about giving to. And it wasn't pediatric cancer. I was looking to, you know, to do, I, I wanted just to give back to cancer. I originally thought that I wanted to do something because everything happened so fast to us. And she had insurance and, you know, she was fine. You know, financially, it wasn't a problem because, you know, her insurance took care of everything. But I remember thinking that I had no idea what to do. We, she thought she pulled a muscle in her stomach one day. We were at the gym. The next day we go to the hospital and they're like, it's cancer, you know, and then we just never left. And, um, so I kind of wanted to do something to give resources to people who were in that situation where they would know what to do. But the truth is you go through all these cancer foundations and the money doesn't go to great places. When you read line items, you find out that they're um, go to miscellaneous or awareness. I don't know what awareness is and nobody can Mm -hmm. tell me what it is, Mm -hmm. Um, but the national pediatric cancer foundation, 90% of the money actually goes to cancer research. They're very transparent. They score high on charity navigator every year. They were so welcoming and every month I get to write a check in her name to them and it feels good. That's awesome. That's yeah. that is fantastic. I mean, I was um in my former life, I was a child life specialist, so I used to work at um UF Health, Shans Hospital, and I used to work in Hemoc, which was hematology oncology. 
And I used to work a lot with these kids Mm. with cancer. And it was a burden on the families. I mean, luckily, we have a Ronald McDonald house here. But I mean, these kids were in the hospital for weeks at a time. They would come back a lot for infusions. Um, Their white blood counts were down. So yeah, I mean, it is a financial burden. And to actually have a foundation who gives money back to people who actually Mm -hmm. need it. And that's fantastic. So, yeah, bravo for you for that. That's great. Yeah, and you, you actually even yeah. did further Here. research to make sure. Cheers. Yeah, let's cheers on that. Um, <laughs> to do the research so that that money was yeah. going and actually being used and not just to, like you said, the miscellaneous. I mean, that's that that actually that's all that could be a whole nother episode that bothers me so much. Um, so to take it even a step further you know, and make sure the money was actually going to people who needed it, um, especially kids. Kate, that was the most stressful part of starting this. I mean, dealing with, I mean, I tried 135 different batches of my coffee until we released the bourbon chocolate chip coffee and moved groceries from one coast to the other and took months building out a website and getting e-com specialists and graphic designers and all of that, you know, has some level of stress, but there is nothing more stressful to me than picking out the Cancer Foundation. That was the most stressful part that kept me up at night, oddly enough. Yeah, I get that because that had so much meaning. Yes, exactly. You know? And I didn't want to make a mistake there. I th- thought I could mm. make a mistake anywhere else, but I couldn't make a mistake there. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of sweet. Want- that's sweet. And it's, it's heavy. It is heavy. But no. I, I'm in a... Uh, I'm in a, a good, healthy relationship now, and she is so incredibly supportive of raising money for Robin, which I, I know that would be tough for anybody in that situation, anybody's partner. But um, Angel, my wow. girlfriend now, she is super supportive. Anytime we go anywhere, she talks about how proud she is that we get to, um, you know, raise money in Robin's name. So, uh, you know, kudos to her for that. Yeah, kudos to her yeah. for her confidence and just being a good person. I mean, it's not like it's some you know, random ex girlfriend or fiance, there's, there's a lot behind that. So she's a good, strong, you know, with good moral compass woman. Yeah. She has, she has a great moral compass, right? I, I said before, I know she's going to hear this at some point. I said, she's got plenty of crazy in her, but she is a, <laughs> she's a wonderful, wonderful person. She's beautiful. She's smart. And she, like she is definitely out there pushing monkey cult every day. I find her selling. Like we go out to a restaurant, and she'll stop the waiter and she'll grab her hand and be like, "Have you tried monkey cult coffee?" I'm like, Not now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she's a hustler. I like she that. She hustles. I mean, it's your company. So let me ask you. So you um, were at a restaurant. So you worked in the restaurant business. Mm-hmm. When you leave, everything goes down. What makes you say? I want to get into the coffee. Right. So there, there was. Like, I want my own coffee. <laughs> there was time in between uh, restaurant and, and coffee. So I left the restaurant business about 15 years ago. I guess that's as long as I've been gone from Casbars. And I left those guys on great terms. They were good to me. And uh, I started my own mm-hmm. consulting business for companies in the hospitality industry. Mm. And when Robin okay. passed away, I sold that. Um, and gotcha. when I decided I wanted to do something on her behalf, I wanted to do something that I could get the bourbon community behind because that's where my reach was. Right. So market research, we found out that bourbon drinkers and coffee drinkers overlap in a, at a huge percentage. It's about 93%. This one right here. Yes. <laughs> um, her and me, but you, her. Uh, and me too. Um, yeah. And you. 
So, well, who doesn't drink coffee? I mean, that's like a staple. I have to have coffee I, every day. Like every day of my life, I have to have it's coffee. It's the first thing. thing. It's my thing. There's a there is an Instagram girl. I'm like, are we best friends? Her her handle is uh, Coffee Black Whiskey Neat. I was oh, like, I've seen yeah. her stuff. Yeah, Danielle. Yeah, yeah Danielle. Yep. Get, gotta get me in touch with her. That, she like, I feel like bourbon chocolate chip coffee would be her gig. I know. Um, I mean, it's good coffee. Yeah. Like, and that's the the one thing when when you and I first started talking. Uh, I don't know. It was a few months ago. I think it was. And you sent me a sample. I was like, all right. Because, you know, you get people on Instagram. They want to send you their stuff. And you're like, all right, let me try this. Let me see if this is good or not. And I remember I was like, damn, this is actually kind of yeah, tasty okay. because the chocolate threw me off. I don't like the artificial flavors, but it doesn't taste like artificial no, chocolate. Right. And this, there's a reason like- why. Yeah, Tell me why. So, I saying- so I'm, I'm drinking it now. Tell me I why. went out and hired biochemists to develop infusion techniques because – most flavored coffees, what they do is they take a really cheap coffee bean and they dump 10 to 11% of the coffee is a flavored solution. Well, I've tasted all of those before and they're awful. And I also don't like barrel-aged coffees because they smell like bourbon, but they don't taste like anything. But so they don't taste they, it. Yeah. Right. So these biochemists developed um, infusion techniques that are proprietary to what we do. But none of our coffees are over 5% flavor. We buy super high-end flavors. And without giving away too much, the the technique that we use to roast the flavors into the coffee make the difference. Mm. So it's a coffee first, and then you get kind of the aroma of a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of bourbon. The bourbon's even lighter than the chocolate on this one. But... I get, I spend a ton on beans. Um, you know, when I tell you this isn't about, you know, the money for me, this is about charity. We go out and we get the most expensive beans we can. These specialty grade beans that I use on this one, we get from San Paulo, Brazil. Um, they're harvested at 4,000 feet. And like when you hold the beans, when you touch the beans, they just smell great. They're amazing. They feel good. So for the new coffee we have coming out, toasted coconut rum, I wanted to get something that complemented the toasted coconut and the rum. Just like mm. the Brazilian bean has a hazelnut and chocolatey kind of taste and feel to it. So I found a Santa Rosa bean out of Honduras that's a, uh, harvested at about 1,700 to 2,000 feet. And it's a little bit lighter. It's a little bit fruitier, but it's perfect mm. with the coconut and the rum. So, and we're working on a third flavor. Toasted coconut rum is coming out in April. Um, the third flavor we're working on, don't tell anybody. This is just the three of us, right? Not everybody. Okay. It's a secret. Yeah, no, no one's listening. <laughs> um, we're doing either a vanilla agave or a peanut butter whiskey. Oh, interesting. Oh, I don't know which one sounds more intriguing. I think for me, the vanilla agave sounds yeah. delicious. Yeah. So the agave is so, so incredibly sweet. You, we have to use a teeny tiny percentage of it. And mm. uh, and the the vanilla gives it a, a nice one. So we've been testing different types of beans with that Costa Rican, a Colombian. Um, mm. We want like the wow. red bean for that particular coffee. But I don't know. We're also going to do um, a couple of unflavored coffees. We're going to do some high-end stuff like a, um, a Kona from Hawaii that we're trying to source right now, but that'll come after the third flavor. You got Kate happy. You got Kate excited over there. She just jumped out of her chair. I know. I just got excited. Hopefully you didn't see my pajama pants. Oh, we we saw them. (laughs) We we saw, we saw your SpongeBob (laughs) pants. Don't worry. (laughs) They're even worse at Christmas. Pajama pants. 
Listen, that's what I was wearing last night. I have Betty Boop Christmas pajamas that I wear. Just don't listen. Don't knock it, man. Don't knock okay. it. I'm doing. I'm doing sweatpants also. Everybody's got sweatpants. Yeah, but no, yours are as obnoxious as this. Joy, no, that's that's oh. pretty good. I know. Um, I'm not wearing sweatpants. I am wearing pants. Hopefully, you're at least wearing pants. Oh, look at well, She's got her gator gear on. <laughs> I can't move my leg. I'm not that flexible. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Back. Back to coffee. Um, I just didn't. Coffee. And I'm a big coffee <laughs> fan. Um, the stronger the better. I love flavor. Um, kind of why I love bourbon because it's just it's flavor. Um, but I didn't know there was so much into beans sourcing them, and almost I, I really wasn't aware that there was different beans can have different. Just, I guess I keep saying flavors, but different beans from different places can taste different. Yeah, they they it's like the difference between um, a weeded whiskey, a high corn whiskey, a high rye whiskey. Sure. You know, like if you you can have a bourbon that has so many different flavor profiles, and right. I think there's a little bit of an art to it. And the guys that are, my roasters, they're they're great. They're masters at their crafts, and they you know with flavor, it's we want the flavor very light. We want it to mm. complement the coffee, not the other way around. Mm. So. It is all about going out and finding good beans, finding good flavors. And not all flavors are made equally. You might think, well, chocolate. Well, there's a thousand chocolates on the market, and some of them are very cheap. And you can pour a ton of it into your coffee, but you don't like the cheapest coffee. The cheapest flavor is, for the most part, not the best flavor. Right. So No. And and this chocolate flavor, it's more of um like a dark yes. chocolate where you don't get like all the sweet sugar at it. It's more like like the cocoa nibs and things like right. that. So that's what I like because the first time I had it, I was like, all right, you know, it smells really good when you open the bag. It just smells mm-hmm. delicious. But when you drink it, it's like kind of very or like a roasted char like chocolate. It is. I it, it's delightful. So I mean, I I made a cold brew. I drink it every day. I know. Now. See that? I and I feel like I texted our little group and I'm like, dude, this makes me want to have it iced with a little bit of sugar, a little bit of cream, like, like just that little bit of the, those chocolatey notes you get from it, like bring up my sweet tooth. You know what I mean? But it's not like, it's not, and and it's good for like coffee drinkers and people that aren't coffee drinkers. You can add a little bit of vanilla creamer or coconut creamer to that, Mm -hmm. to the bourbon chocolate chip. And it's outstanding. But there's, I have a blog post on the website and the blog post, you know, I I wrote one blog post about um, flavored coffees versus non-flavored coffees. And it's really not that easy because Mm. you remember in the bourbon world a decade ago, finishing a bourbon in something was just not going to happen. Like you don't take a good bourbon and finish it. But now look at like the blood oats and, you know, there's so many really good bourbons that we're finishing. Mm -hmm. So you can flavor Mm -hmm. coffee. I think we're opening up a whole new category for like a real coffee drinker. I agree. And the way that you guys do it in not the cheap way, like that's, I think, what makes a difference. Where you're not just like piling on a bunch of crap just to make it taste like crap. You know, this was very subtle. You got the notes, um, but it was still enjoyable, mm-hmm. and it was still coffee first. It wasn't just mm-hmm. like I was drinking a chocolate chip and bourbon. It was coffee with these little sub- subtle, like kind of smells and little tastes. It was um, really enjoyable. You know. I'm, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I really am. And uh, that's, you know, that's what we're going for. You know, this, it's very hard. 
to get coffee drinkers to drink something that is like flavored coffee because me. they automatically, just like Sam said, she's like, yeah. you know, she's like eh, this guy's sending me some coffee. Like, Who's this guy talking to me? Who slid in my DMs trying to send me coffee? <laughs> well, we we messaged about a bourbon or commented on a bourbon like three years ago, and I was looking back in comments because you know, I have the drink at any altitude. Did we? Pro- Did we? Yes, because I have the drink at any altitude. <laughs> you like commented like an ice bourbon or something because I was holding my bourbons outside my window on my on my drink yeah. at any altitude. I have three. I have mine, the Matt Zions, and I think the you know that was all Robin and I's travels. Uh, drink at any altitude, which is me pretty much holding bourbons. I, I live on the sixth floor of a walk up in Madeira Beach, so I would just kind of hold my bourbons out there. And uh, then I have the most I love Madeira Beach. I love it. No, listen, that's what's great about social media because for me, social media, I want to be social. I want to talk to people. I want to hear stories and see what you're drinking and what do you like and how can we connect? And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, I like bourbon. Hey, I have a coffee company. And I'm like, cool. Okay. You're from Connecticut, so you got to be good people. <laughs> I moved when I was one, but uh, we won't, we won't talk about it. Uh, it doesn't, listen, it does not matter. We are born in the same hospital. No, this podcast is meant to be. Different years. It was meant to be. Oh I've been at your restaurants for, oh my gosh, it blows my yeah, mind. There's a but, lot of coincidences there, you two. There really is. I there's, know. Are we related? Could be. Well, what your last name Polish is it? A uh, bit? Uh, my husband is Polish. Okay, I am Italian. <laughs> well, my girl, my girlfriend's Italian, and I'm Polish. So, like, maybe <laughs> I don't know if that crosses over. I don't okay, know. No, maybe it's some weird universe. <laughs> maybe in, <laughs> in the multiverse, but not here. <laughs> but so this is awesome. So you have one flavor now. So you have the coconut rum coming out. You said in April. Right. So next month, right. the bags are print right so, now and we have the beans okay. on the way from Honduras. Cool. That's awesome. That's great. And then after that, are you going to like set out like a plan to roll out all the new ones? Like a, every few months you're going to roll out a new one or how's that? You know, uh, we want to do it as quickly as possible. It is, okay. it is so incredibly, um, uh, it's really expensive to bring the new flavors to market, not just because you have to pay for a lot of beans to be able to um, to have rights to them, but the bag printing alone, like, you know, for me to get bag printing at a reasonable cost, I'm having to print 100,000 bags at a time. So it gets, you know, it comes out with 100,000 bags of beans? Yes. Dang. But you see, we have a very intricate bag. There's QR code on the back, you know, yeah, the, the tie-in. The, you know, we wanted the really cool graphics and something kind of cool. And we got to work this into our marketing. Is you see the monkey on the back? He's over the degassing valve. So the reason that we do ground coffee and we don't do whole beans is because we know exactly how long we want the flavor to be on the bean before it's mm-hmm. roasted. How long we want it on the bean when it's roasted and how long we want it when it's, you know, before we take it down to its size. So if we leave that to the customer, they won't get the the perfect product. So we put it in that bag and it degasses. So you have to have a degassing valve, which lets gas out, but doesn't let anything in. So if you kind of shake up the bag and you squeeze it and you sniff the monkey, you can smell it through the monkey. It has holes. Has holes in it. I know that's the degassing valve. Well, I know that now. I didn't know that. Me before. neither. At least I opened mine right. Well, you have to have that. Listen, <laughs> I'm savage. I was like, I want coffee, and I just ripped. Can you show everyone your rip? Your, your good rip. 
the, can you show everyone that's that my good rib <laughs> hey and there's a perfect See, like, right little here. perforated section and then it velcros or whatever like not velcro snaps back I, clothes Sam, i thought Sam. i was doing the top of it and i would be able to i don't know wrong. i don't know i'm slow it's okay I did. Yeah, no. Everybody's been doing. It. If you go on our Twitter feed, you can see a bunch of cut bags. If you, it's everywhere. So I, I don't want to be like everybody else. I'm so sorry. Do you, have a, right. do you have a like? Because then I've heard where like you store store your coffee, be it grounds or beans, in the fridge or freezer. And then I heard other people like, oh no, that dries them out. Like, what do you do? You buy your bag of coffee, right? Your monkey cult coffee. Mm -hmm. And let's say that's just my afternoon brew, my little sweet tooth brew. Is it going to go bad if I leave it in there and I'm not drinking it as fast? Or do I? No, no. So we don't want people to put it in the fridge or the freezer because it's there's a sweet spot somewhere between. 30 and 60 days in the bag for me. Mm. And that's when the gases just leave enough. And if you open a bag after 30 or 60 days, you get that perfect smell. The reason that degassing valves there is to let that gas out. And if it wasn't there, the bags would explode from no. the gas being left out of the coffee. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah. We, we try <laughs> to prevent that. There's a, that's a, that's, we don't want bat legs exploding on anybody. Please don't sue no. us. Please. <laughs> That is so that cool. That is so cool. I have I, looking at my I dad. actually have a lawsuit pending against me currently, so it has nothing to do with coffee, but my handyman was working over at my mom's place and cut off his finger and sued me. So <gasps> I so please don't sue me for anything else. What? Are you serious? So so it's so my mother's 85 years old. I'm a, I live on Madeira Beach. She lives on the intercoastal, and she can actually see my high rise from. She's got like a little villa style on the water on the other side. And she calls me one day. I'm leaving the gym. She goes, "Hey, I need you to come over." Blank cut his finger off. That was our handyman. Blank. We're gonna call him Blank for to protect the yeah the uh, loss anonymity right. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, did he cut his finger or did he cut off his finger? And she's like, he cut off his finger. I said, okay. So I get over there and the, you know, by the time I get over there, there's medics over there. They're holding a rag on his finger. There's blood everywhere. And I walk in cracking jokes. I'm like, Hey man, I'm not paying you to sit around here with nine fingers and not get anything done. Come on. But it's just like, he's like, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm like, dude, I'm just kidding, man. I was like, are you okay? And here comes my mom walking in the room like, She's a Pulp Fiction character with a finger in a bag. And she's like, here. She's like, I got it on ice. And uh, so this Wait, five-year-old oh, Your lady. mom is savage. But why? I don't I don't understand where the brain, how the brain works. Because it was your property, probably. It was your property. Yeah. So therefore, you have property insurance. Doesn't he have, doesn't yeah. he have is, he, is he not a licensed contractor and carries his own insurance? We thought he was, you know, like something I'm learning about this whole process is like, it's just enough for them to say they're a licensed contractor. They don't really have to show you anything. So, I mean, he'd done work at my place. He'd done work at my mom's place for me. You know, I'd known the guy for a decade, you know, seemed like a nice enough guy. And so we see his lawyer show up at our door. That is complete and utter nonsense. That's not lawyers. Yeah. get a huge kick out of it. They're, I mean, the lawyers from the insurance company, because, you know, they're just like, this is the funniest lawsuit we've ever had to deal with. So his argument, <laughs> though, 
is that my mom told him we have these, uh, she, you know, since she's on the intercoastal, you know, she has a dock and her, she backs up to the water. So there's rocks in between her and the water. Well, he could have cut on the, you know, the dock or on the back patio, but he was cutting on these uneven rocks. And he said that my mom told them to. And he's so like, everybody's like, so an 85 year old lady told you to go cut on uneven rocks and you thought it was a good idea. And he's like, absolutely. So. Oh my God. Well, you know, there's Darwin awards, so he may win one, one of Dear these days. Lord. Absolutely. Dear. Wow. That- that's sad. It just shows that we're in a litigious society, mm-hmm. if I pronounced that correctly. It just it's so stupid, but whatever. I oh, God, I can't believe that. Me neither. Sam. Uh, Me neither. I know. I but pe- people are so dumb. People are so dumb, I, but that I'm just dealing, makes me I'm sad. With the dumbness right now. I'm putting on an event this weekend and uh all the information is on the website. It's on the Instagram page for the event and all day long. I get DMs and emails asking questions that are clearly stated on the Instagram page <laughs> on the website. So it, it just makes no sense. It's like, well, you had to go through the website to click contact me. So you scroll right past the question you are asking and same with the Instagram. Here's the page. Here's all the info. It's on the story. I People are just, hmm. It's like when people call and they're like, hey, what are your hours? You're like, I don't know. Go look at the website. I mean, <laughs> it's like, come on. You went, you went to Google and you typed in whatever store that is to get the phone number and the hours are right there. Listen, people are special. There's a lot of special people mm-hmm. out there in this mm-hmm. world. So I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do either. But I noticed today you're wearing your wedding ring, Sam, and it's stunning. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, I... I'm not in my in my pajamas. This is what I went out and to well, after work. I had to go to the baseball field for my son. So yeah, I still have all my my stuff on. I still have my makeup on. I know, I notice you look beautiful. You look beautiful. Oh god, I'm hot. Like I'm really red. I don't know. It's like really hot in here. So I gotta like put a fan yeah. on or something. <laughs> well, and I'm also drinking coffee. I mean, luckily it's just a cold brew coffee. If coffee, I have some water with some Mio squirts, and then I do have some rye whiskey here. So I have like the trifecta. God going bless on. you, really do. I just have my very old Barton screw top. My screw top, Sam. It's okay. I actually, for you, I got Colville whiskey because Colville's out of Chicago. Out of so I was Chicago. like, and and that's all I have left in the bottle. Oh, so I just finished you it. Just so, you uh, bottle killed that bad boy. Well, I'm about to. <laughs> Well, I don't know. It's nine. Thir- it's almost nine thirty. I mean, I know. Time for me, it's like almost past my bedtime. So That's I don't my- know if I can, it or is. maybe it's a nightcap. <laughs> so, well, well, I gotta say, you know, Matt had to dip out real quick. Um, but if any of you guys are interested in Monkey Cult Coffee, which it really is delicious, is. Um, I'm gonna put a link up on my Instagram. Um, we're gonna put like a little post, yeah. so it kind of tells you where to get it because. This actually is a really good coffee. It really is. I mean, and I'm not a flavored coffee person. I'm not. I'm not at all. It Wait, smells more. Matt. Oh. <laughs> Matt is back. Sorry. He had to run real quick, but he's back. <laughs> Matt, we were like trying to figure out a way to like say goodbye. <laughs> and I was like, I don't no, want to say goodbye this. Let's yet. Keep this going for a while. We still have. I can't see you guys. <laughs> well, because, okay, so now. We... What's well, okay? We can see you. And now we have to talk about bourbon. Because I'm drinking, I said I'm drinking some rye whiskey. So, what are you 
What are you still sipping on? Is it the same thing, or are you I'm sipping on something different? I'm still working on this purple drop. Ah, uh, okay. Still, like it's a bad I thing. I do have some handy here, but I uh, nice. don't have much of it, so I will save it. Now, Matt, what kind of um, what kind of bourbon do you like? I mean, I saw we saw your collection; it's huge. Like, yeah, what do you I gravitate mean, towards? We're talking about like everyday drinkers, you know. I, I was having this conversation with a friend the other day. I love the Nashville Barrel Company. Five years. Like for as for the money, I don't know that there's a better bottle out there, you know, or or an OWA for a sipper. But um, Bomb Burgers has always been one of my favorites. Um, oh, it's love Bomb Burgers, yeah, so good. Um, the EHT Barrel Proofs, whenever you can get your hands on them, are good, of course. Um, but I've really been the Old Forester Barrel Proofs. Um, you know, the picks are also. Uh, yeah, this guy wants to get into the. Yeah, you can't. Um, <laughs> I have a great barrel old Forester store pick. It's phenomenal. It's very warm. Got a lot of heat, but the flavors just yeah. Phenomenal. And you know what? Like every different old Forester barrel proof pick that I get has been a little bit different. I'm a big smoke wagon fan. Um, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time in Vegas drinking and gambling there for a while. So um, uh, I I got into the private barrels when I was staying at the you know the hotels had the twelve year private barrels you know for a long time and you could pick them up easily now that kind of ghosts um yeah they're they're major ghosts. Uh, major ghosts I, I when i sipped on one of those last week I, I messaged aaron and i was like this is my first time trying it i'm sure i'll try it again and i just want to commend you on that blend because it is just so good he's you know he's awesome he was like thank you you know i wish it could happen in my collection but yeah. well that's not gonna happen i'm sure Madeira Beach area, and then come out with us, and we can open a bottle of smoke wagon. I'd love to. They're so good. But you got some. You were showing us your collection. You got some uh, coveted bottles. Yeah, the seasoned wood. Uh, I came across a couple of years ago. That was before you know everything took off. And, um, uh, I got the grain of the gods back there. We've got a couple of William Leroux Wellers. I'm a big fan of the 19 GTS, and that's the one that nobody else likes. I'm the only one who likes that, apparently, um, because people won't trade it to me. Um, really? It's because that's interesting. I never heard people not proof. liking that specific year. Uh, but oh, oh, exactly. So you get some proof whores out there. Uh. <laughs> I mean, well, it's okay. If the flavor is there, I know but people are just like, they have to be at a specific proof when they knock. People are like, oh, that's only 105 proof. You're like, bitch, it tastes good. If Shut it up. tastes good, I'm there. I know I'm not going to like an 80 proof, but I'll. Well, well, that, that, that's different. 80 proof. Come on, girl. <laughs> that's like an 80 Basil proof. Basil Hayden is my favorite bourbon. <laughs> I, I like that expensive water. <laughs> I know. No, I'm not. I'm, you will see. I'm, you know, my, my proof preference. Um, yeah. It just happens to be the ones that I like, but um, I, I wouldn't judge based off of proof unless it was 80 before I open the box. I think you get you know? the Bomb Burgers, the Blanton's Gold, well, that, that's, that that's 2019 fair GTS yeah. is all in between that like 100 and 120 gravitating towards maybe 110 is the perfect proof. Yeah. That's my 
I, I love that. I love that. Teens. Um, there's several hundreds I like, um, but I'm definitely in the teens. That's the teens my sweet spot. spot. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I could yep. out of context. That's... In, for bourbon. <laughs> I was hoping she was laughing because I lost the video for <laughs> What? Well. You did. We're, we're, laugh- we're laughing at you. That's what it is. Yeah. No, I'm joking. We're looking at each other like, but, how do we close this out without Matt saying goodbye? That's okay. We can give you actually a chance to say goodbye. Yeah. So what you did miss, Matt, is that we are going to put up um, a post on our Instagrams where we can show where to buy Monkey Cult Coffee because I'm a big fan and I cannot wait for the co- that coconut rum one to come out. Like that just speaks to me. That sounds phenomenal. It sounds so good. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to get that and I am definitely going to keep buying this uh, the bourbon chocolate chip because this makes a fabulous, fabulous cold Honey, brew. You're going to really have to does. text me tomorrow and tell me how you make a cold brew. It's super easy. And if you get like the little yeah, cold brew website, thingy that have I have, you can uh, do very, it with finer ground. Relatively inexpensive. But oh, I you have one. You have one on your site. And you fill them up, leave them overnight, and the next morning you have cold brew. And for less than 30 bucks, I think it's probably one of the best cold brew pitchers out there. We also just added – so, okay, I've got to send you both these. But we just got these custom rum cakes that I had made. And there's a company here in the Largo area called Tony's Rum Cake. And they are, I wanted to add another consumable and I didn't really know what it was. And these are so insanely good that, I mean, they're full of sugar and they're full of, they're not good for you, but God, do they taste so amazingly good. We've been selling them. They're on the website. Um, I've got to send you a couple of those out. No, it's worth it. Hey. It's totally worth it. Not bad. I don't care if it's not good for me. I don't care. Well, Matt, thank you for you. You've been like super, super awesome coming on the show with us and talking about Monkey Cult Coffee, and I am so happy. So I definitely want to get you back on here when you get some more flavors on, so we can talk about those as Hell well. Yeah. So please, please, please do. Yay! Well, everyone remember, even with coffee, every pour has a story. And same with coffee. Cheers. All right. Cheers, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Drinks with Friends. Make sure to give us a review so others can find the show. And remember, every poor has a story.